Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Yo, 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 what's going on, Packer fans? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. The podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And I am joined, as always, with my two good buddies, Scott the Vanilla Gorilla and Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush. You can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla, and you can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. Well, boys, it's finally here. Football is back. Okay, I was expecting some kind of reaction there but fuck you guys all right so on today's show we are going to preview the first game of the nfl season and obviously unless you're living under a rock you know that the packers are kicking off the nfl season with a game against the chicago bears in Chicago at Shul- Shul- <laughs> Soldier Field. Wow, go, that was terrible. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, but how are you guys feeling? Football's back. Thank God. Yeah, I know. I'm ready to be over the stupid preseason shit because that ain't real football. <laughs> I am ready to have another sport besides baseball. Hey, Hey, watch your tone there. (laughs) We all are, Scott. We all are. (laughs) I'm ready to start drinking on Sundays again. Mm. I like doing that. (laughs) Yes. I changed my mind. That's what I'm most excited for. (laughs) Well, this week it's going to be Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. All right. I know Tyler is not a real Packers fan because he's not even watching this game. Um, so judge him, please. Call him out on Twitter. Um, I'll be I'll be able to catch most of the fourth quarter, um, but I'll definitely <laughs> go back and rewatch it in case you were wondering. <laughs> oh, will you? Oh, yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> Unless the Packers oh. get, like, blown out, then I probably won't because I'll be too frustrated. I'd be very impressed if you go back and watch it and they lose by any margin. I'd be very impressed with you. All right. (laughs) Let's get into it. We're going to start, before we actually get into talking about the Bears game, um, let's just go back, talk about what you learned from the preseason or training camp 
with stuff you saw at training camp or stuff you saw from other reporters and everything, what was one thing that really stood out to you guys? Oh, well, I'll try and keep it to one thing because Scott always yells at me when I go Just over my limits. Rules, man. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> all right one singular thing i guess i learned is probably something that i didn't learn this preseason and that's we have no clue what the offense is really going to look like <laughs> uh we did not see aaron Rodgers at all didn't see aaron jones we saw like i swear like five snaps of Devonte adams um but i don't think matt lafleur wanted to show anything this preseason um there were a couple instances where he would you know, we saw more motion, I think, for sure in the preseason. We saw him run consecutive plays out of the same formations a couple times, um, which I think is all things that he's going to build upon once the regular season starts. Um, so, but in terms of, you know, if he's running a lot of two tight end sets or two multiple running backs out there, I don't really know what he's thinking. So it kind of be cool. Um, to see how that progresses, especially against uh, week one against the Bears because Matt Nagy is also a very good play caller and likes to do some exotic things. So we could see some very interesting formations and uh, different play calls uh, for the first game of the regular season. I agree. I agree. Going off of that, um, I think a big takeaway for me was just how stupid preseason is. And it's just <laughs> just that. We didn't learn anything. Aaron Rodgers didn't touch the field. Granted, he was dealing with some injuries, but even if he was healthy, we would have barely saw him. Devontae barely played. Um, a lot of that had to do with the o- Oakland game in Canada. But, yeah, it's just four games is too much. I think it's pointless. But that wasn't what I learned. That was just me going off of Tyler's thing. So one thing I learned is that the Packers are actually going to have a pass rush this year. And I am very excited because as a fan, I would get so pissed off when you'd be sitting and watching us play defense and no one would ever get close to the quarterback. That is not going to be the case this year. For sure. Granted, we saw a limited amount of our starters on defense, but the Smiths are going to be big factors. Kenny Clark's going to tear shit up. So is Montrevious Adams. Uh, you got Rashawn Gary's going to keep getting better game by game. So it's it's exciting to finally have that on our team. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, my big thing was, I think the Packers front office, specifically Brian Gutekunst is realizing that Aaron Rodgers is getting, he's in the back nine of his career and he's getting towards the end. Um, especially with the injuries, you don't never know what's going to happen there. So my takeaway from the preseason is that the front office finally realizes that and maybe it was more so the off season, but that goes to show you how much they're in that win now mode when they have one of the best 
if not the best quarterback in the league. And that's the most important position. So you need to find a way to feel the team that's going to allow him to win. And Gutekunst did that this year. He spent lots and lots and lots of money on the defense, brought in some help on the offensive line. Then with his first pick, he took a grand slam of a swing. Um, I mean, obviously we have yet to see how that pans out, but I mean, it's super exciting. Uh, Hopefully Rashawn Gary is going to be a boom and not a bust, but I feel like that's what it's going to be. It's either going to be a great pick or a terrible one. Um, And hopefully he can work hard and live up to his uh, draft stock there. And then his other pick in the first round, he got a legit playmaker to play next to Adrian Amos, who when he has a playmaker next to him, yeah, he doesn't make a lot of plays, but he's always in the right spot and it makes that guy look better. So I'm sure we'll get into this later, but just remember that when Eddie Jackson is no longer Eddie Jackson because he has haha Clinton Dix next to him instead of fucking Adrian Amos. And remember, Bears fans, you didn't win that deal, even though we spent more money on Amos. Just remember, won't take long. All right. Do you guys have anything else from the preseason or offseason, I guess, because I broke my own rule? <laughs> you just made me think of something funny. And, like, if we didn't have Gudikins and it was still Thompson calling the shots, I imagined our offseason would have looked like signing Kyla Fackrell to a multi-year deal <laughs> and, like, rolling <laughs> with him and Gary <laughs> as our edge rushers <laughs> going into the season, uh, which just sounds disastrous. So... I would like to appreciate what he's done, and he's showing a willing to make trades. You know, granted they're smaller trades, um, kind of the low risk trades, um, but throughout free agency, yeah, going out and spending money. I mean, those are things Packers haven't done in years. So I like it, and I think it's definitely a, a step in the right direction for the franchise. Yeah. And good call, Tyler, bringing up the trade. Um, on Labor Day, Gutekunst did make a trade for B.J. Goodson of the Giants. Um, it was a seventh-round pick swap. So basically the Packers just wanted to jump ahead of the waiver wire and give basically nothing to make sure they get him. Um, makes a lot of sense, especially with the depth issues at our inside linebacker position. Um, And it reminds me of a lot of the Antonio Morrison trade of last year. If he he comes in and plays first down and second short to medium and is the downhill thumper that he is, that is more than enough for this team. He's not going to be a guy that goes out there and plays good in coverage but I feel like if you use him in a limited role that suits him I think he could be not a big help but he definitely could contribute on this team if they use him correctly which I imagine they will because they used Antonio Morrison fairly good 
he just wasn't a good player. Um, so moving along, let's talk about the game. Um, so we'll start with just one thing um, or matchup that you will be watching Thursday night, or in Tyler's cases, re-watching on Friday. Um, but just one thing to start, and then if we feel like there's more, we can cycle through again. So whoever wants to start, it. go ahead. <laughs> um, so we've been talking a lot during this whole preseason offseason about our wide receivers and who is going to make the cut. Pretty much everyone did, except Jamon Moore, um, seeing as Lazard got called up after the Sternberger IR move. Um, so we kept everybody. I have been realizing that while we have good competition at the end of our wide receiver rotation or depth chart, uh, it's still not that good. So I want to see how our wide receivers perform going against the good Bears defense. Um, I mean, they got Kyle Fuller, Prince of Mukamara, uh, then, as you said, HaHa Clinton Dix and Eddie Jackson, which those two don't particularly scare me. But... Um, just seeing how our wide receivers can perform, if they can create separation, if they can run their routes, um, who's going to step up? We know Devante's going to dominate, but, I'm, I mean, yeah, we've been hearing a lot of good things about these guys during preseason and um, training camp, but you never know until you see them in a game, uh, which you guys have been saying about Kumaro all summer long so now is the time to actually see what they got and I think it's going to be very important because last year you saw what what happened with our lack of experience at the wide receiver position so this is going to be big for us this year yeah, I agree so if Kumaro goes out and shows out week one against this very good defense I will be balls deep in the Kumaro train, Scott, just yeah, so you know. I've been there for a while, but it's nice. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler, go ahead. <laughs> uh, um, well, I was going to say, I don't think our wide receiver core is as bad as you're thinking. Like, Let's take our competition, the Bears, for example. They have Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Riley Ridley. Yeah. Those are the two or three names that well, kind of yeah. jump out. And Ridley's a rookie. Um, <laughs> granted, they also have a quarterback who can't get him the ball. But <laughs> um, I don't know. There, there's good competition for a reason. Yeah, they're kind of inexperienced. But, yeah, two of those guys, granted St. Brown isn't uh, starting the year healthy, um, but MVS isn't a rookie anymore, so all that is gone. Kumaro, hey, <laughs> He looked like a seasoned vet uh, in the preseason, so granted he is our oldest wide receiver, so I guess in a way he should kind of look that way. It's the beard. <laughs> um, That's why. But, yeah, it is the beard. <laughs> I don't think they're as bad as – or not not, well, say, not that you're saying that they're well, bad, I, but I, I think they're better than you think. I don't think it's fair think. to compare them to the Bears wide receiver core because 
that's one of the worst in the league. That's <laughs> true, but still not terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, granted, if Devontae Adams goes down, we're probably yeah. in big trouble. <laughs> but we'll, we're not going to talk about that before week one. <laughs> Um, as for me, the one matchup that I was looking towards uh, the game was my focus is on the Green Bay's rush defense. Uh, rush defense was pretty good last year, giving up about 4.3 yards per carry, which is 13th best in the NFL. Um, but the Bears like to run the ball. Granted, they're not the most effective at it. Last year, they only averaged uh, 4.1 yards per rushing attempt, which is 27th in the league but they also rushed the sixth most amount of times. So you think four yards on back-to-back plays, now you're in third and two. So there's the consistency to run the ball, and now you get a quarterback who's going to be effective in third and two spots, which is Mitchell Trubisky, because that's the only spot he's really good in. (laughs) Um, So my matchup is the run defense can't, let us get in third and five or less. You know, we want to be forcing them to third and six or longer, making Trubisky throw the ball and actually make some decent plays. Because if it's third and under five, they got a pretty good shot at picking it up. So I think that's kind of where the tables will turn for me. And whoever can win that matchup has a good shot at winning the ball game. Okay. <clears throat> so I have a few matchups. Um, that I was thinking about. I think number one for me, though, is the Packers' offensive line versus the Bears' front um, and their pass rush. Because obviously, we all remember week one last year. Um, granted, I thought it was a lot worse. Like, he wasn't going to be able to play for a long period of time. Uh, turns out he shouldn't have because he's fucking crazy playing on a broken knee. But. Um, I just think if that offensive line can keep Rodgers upright and he's making the correct play, um, maybe sometimes extending the play, but for the most part, playing on time, on script, doing what the offense is built to do, and the offensive line does a good job of keeping him clean, I think that is one of the, if not the biggest matchup um, and most important matchup for the Packers this year, or this game specifically. Um, Obviously, all year, too. That's something keeping Aaron Rodgers upright is very important throughout the year, but especially with this front with Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and all those guys up there. It is a tough, tough front, and if the offensive line is up to the task, I really think the Packers can go out and win this game and really make a huge statement. Do you guys have any other matchups that you're looking at um, for this game? Uh, I think an obvious one is you have to look at how many times Aaron Rodgers is going to burn Clinton Dix for a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, seriously, though, if Rodgers just attacks whatever side he's on or if the Packers just continually run to that side because we know how much he can blow coverages and miss tackles. So use that to our advantage. <laughs> I think that's a easy target for the Packers offense. 
and take horrible angles at ball carriers. Right? <laughs> Scott, do you have anything uh, else? No, not really as far as matchups. Um, yeah, I, I think that both sets of linebackers are going to be big in this game. Obviously, Cleo Mack uh, just is insane. Um, he tore the Packers a new one last year, and obviously ours is our most upgraded position. Um, so there's a lot of excitement there on both sides, and I think that they could be big-time game changers. Yeah, that was one of my other ones as well was the pass rush of the Packers versus the Bears offensive line. Um, I won't go too far into that one because Scott kind of just did. That's a, Whoever wins that is going to make it a lot easier for their team um, to win this game. My other one is not really a matchup, but just seeing how these two quarterbacks play. So, as we all know, Rodgers didn't play in the preseason, but Mitchell Trubisky did not play for the Bears in the preseason. Um, if I looked up the stats right, which I think I did. Um, but it's kind of crazy to me that they did not have uh, Mitchell Trubisky play any snaps in the preseason like I don't understand their thought process there because he is a quarterback that definitely needs some sort of help and practice and timing with his receivers and all that goes into an offense that still is fairly new uh, for him and this whole offense so I just don't know how he doesn't play in the preseason, and I mean, he had decent numbers last year compared to his rookie year, but I mean, his rookie year was awful. He did have 66% completion percentage, 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and in one of Rodgers' worst years, um, as you're watching him, he just did not look like the Aaron Rodgers we know and love. But he still had 62% completion percentage, 4,400 yards, 25 touchdowns, two interceptions. So outside of the completion percentage, Aaron Rodgers had a best, better statistical year. Um, obviously, the Packers were a lot worse, but... Aaron Rodgers didn't have Khalil Mack in that defense last year as well. So I think if Aaron Rodgers plays like Aaron Rodgers, this should be a win for the Packers. If Mitchell Trubisky plays like his average was last year, I think it could be tough for the Packers, and this defense is really going to have to show out in this first week to shut down that run game, like Tyler said, if you if you do that, make the guy throw, because he has proven time and time again that he cannot throw the ball down the field. So make him do that, and I think 
that will be very important to win this game. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, the only other thing that I have is that I'm not sure how big of a deal it is, but the Bears have a new play caller, at least on the defensive sides, after uh, Vic Fangio left to coach the Broncos, and it's Chuck Pagano um, coaching him. So he runs a, a similar 3-4 scheme to what Fangio did, and at first I was like, ah, you never know you know, how it's going to work with a new play caller, but I don't know, the, the Bears have so many playmakers on the defensive side, I'm not sure how much of an impact <laughs> Pagano's even going to make, really. Um, but I guess it'll kind of be interesting to see how the Bears' defense does, not only against the Packers, but all season, because they were historically good last year, and it's very hard to repeat what you did um, when you're at historic numbers. So either way, I think there's going to be some sort of drop-off just because they can't be that good again. <laughs> um, so we'll see how much of the blame goes on Pagano for that. <laughs> So, as fans of any team, there's always blame that's put on coaches, whether it's really deserving or not. It always happens. And I think Chuck Pagano could be kind of the point where Bears fans just complain about him because, yeah, he might run a similar scheme. He might even call similar plays. But I just don't think he is the defensive mind that Vic Fangio is, and I think they're going to lose some there. But like you said, there's still a lot of good players on that defense. Um, So between the coaching change, because I do think that's a fairly significant drop-off, and their drop-off in safety play as well, I think is going to, Make the, They're still going to be a good defense. They're probably still going to be a top five, top ten defense, but it's not going to be those historic numbers like it was last year. I, I could very easily be wrong, but I just don't see that good of output from that defense again with those two kind of big things going down with losing your coach and losing the guy that really helps you on the back end and gaining a player who can't do anything on the back end. Okay, so let's move on to just any other storylines or anything that you guys want to talk about. Do we want to comp- or just beat on HaHa Clinton Dick some more? Um, I know in The Athletic, an article came out today, I believe, the third as we're recording this about the Packers being very upset that Khalil Mack was not a Packer. Um, Do you guys have anything else, whether it's those two or something else you want to talk about for a storyline of the game? Uh, uh, The only other storylines I can think of is Eddie Pinero is the Bears kicker. (laughs) So obviously that's worth noting. (laughs) Don't know. Um, they should have hired Scott Wilson, but they're missing out. <laughs> um, the only other things that I see, at least looking through the Bears' depth chart, is they acquired Cordell Patterson uh, this offseason, which obviously he could have some big play potential, in particular on they special teams. Season, um, but I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe. 
Um, but either way, I don't foresee him being too big of an impact. I mean, Tyreek Cohen will also be uh, returning punts as well, um, whereas Patterson's more in the kick return game, which most of those are just touchbacks anyway. Um, and then as long as we're speaking of the running backs, uh, the Bears drafted David Montgomery during this draft, and I know you know, being this close to Illinois, a lot of Bears fans are really high on him, and I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. They also acquired Mike Davis in the off season too, so they got a lot of different running backs they can go with. And for a team that likes to run the ball a crap load, um, they'll be pretty fresh, I guess, from that position um, all game long. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how they deploy all three of those guys. No, Scott, do you I think have anything? Tyler talked about their whole fucking team. So <laughs> I'm a rule breaker. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. All right. So I think we just have one more thing left. Um, so we have been running extremely long in our other podcasts, but we're going to start putting out two a week. So we're going to preview a game. And then we're going to recap a game. So we don't have to talk quite as long now. So we're just going to have one little thing left. And that is we're each going to predict the season record for the Green Bay Packers. Did you guys think of a good punishment for whoever is the farthest away? Uh, Vodka tampon. Um. What? What is you that? Soak it, you soak a tampon in vodka and then you up your bum. <laughs> uh, righty then. I think I'm then. vetoing that. <laughs> yeah, just a suggestion. <laughs> oh, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Tyler, did you have any suggestion? Oh, no, sounds like not mine that wins. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> All right, Tyler, what is your record prediction? Uh, I went optimistic. I went eleven and five with losses to the Eagles and Cowboys back-to-back games, and then losses against the Chiefs, Chargers, and the Bears. I don't think it'll be week one against the Bears for the record. I think we'll drop the second one. I know it's at Lambeau, and you can bash me for that, but that's just my gut feeling. Okay, okay. Um, my turn. Yep. I was less optimistic. I said 9-7. and seven. I have us Ooh. losing three out of the first four games. Uh, to the Bears, Vikings, and Eagles. I think it's going to take a little bit for us to gel um, and for our receivers to click and our defense to click. Um, But then I also had um, losses to the Chiefs, Chargers. I had them lose to the Bears again. Uh, I have us going 0-2 against the Chicago Bears this year. And then end on a low note by dropping a needed game to the Lions. Wow. 
Hope you like vodka up your butthole. <laughs> That's why I suggested it. <laughs> I should have said 0 and 10. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 0 and 10? Yeah. We just... That doesn't well, even add we, up to 16, We just forfeit Scott. the rest. I think those would still be losses then. All right. Um, you know me. I am going to be uber optimistic. 12 and 4. Lose week one. Next loss at Kansas City. Next loss is the Chargers. And then... They lose at Minnesota in week 16 for a 12-4 and four record. Hmm. I like my positioning here. I'm in the middle. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler literally can't Well, lose. I'm at the biggest disadvantage because I'm two games off. It's lame. Yeah, you sure are. If it's ten and that's, that's what you get for being a if negative it's ten Nancy. and six, I win. Well, actually, that means you would lose. So yeah, yeah I would lose. Ah. Yeah, I would lose. I'm okay with this. I'll tell you what, Scott. If they tie a game this year again, I'll do it with you. Just out of pity. <laughs> we better if not we, tie. If they tie a game, we're all doing they it. Tie we're one all doing game. it. At the same time, in the same place. No. No, they tie the game last <laughs> It won't last be gay year. at all. If they tie two games. Two? two. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> all right. Okie dokie. Do you guys have anything else? Let's Fuck just the play bears. some fucking football. Yes, let's go. So, again, like I said, we're going to start coming out with two Packers episodes every week. We will um, preview one game like we did here. Then we will uh, recap that game after the game. And we'll just keep doing that for all 17 weeks. I haven't decided what we're going to do for the bye week yet. Um, But stay tuned for that. Make sure you're checking out our website our Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. Make sure you check out the fresh take. Um, I will be having weekly recaps for Packer games for you to read on the fresh take. Um, the fresh take.net are on Twitter at the fresh take. So make sure you're following them and getting all of our content. And as always go pack, go. Fuck you, Mike Dicka. Go Packers. <laughs>